0: To meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast. I want to set. Hey, it's, my secondhand wonder, a thing that hey, it's the JD here, like back for another week stars. of riffling through the catalog of seminal indie rock band Pavement, looking for anything we can find that might lead us closer to the operating goal of maybe someday perhaps meeting Malcolmus hope you are doing well um the U.S. continues to uh, be going through a bit of uh, turmoil where COVID is concerned I hope anybody listening in any of those areas is safe and their family is safe and sound and just everybody is uh all good you know Uh, We packed up the family automobile this past week, uh, Sunday, and headed east to the coast. And um, it's interesting because normally there are no provincial borders per se. I mean, there are borders. You cross through an area and there's a sign that says you're now entering New Brunswick, for example. Uh, In this instance, uh, there are you know, actual border crossings set up and you have to have paperwork filled out saying what you're doing and where you're going. And, um, we have to self-isolate here in this cottage by the ocean with beer delivery and grocery delivery for 14 days. So I don't know how I'm going to persevere. It's going to be tough. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, I think uh, if you send old JD some, some good thoughts, I'll, I'll make it through all right, unscathed, as it were. So there's that. Uh, I'm using a portable rig here. Uh, I'm going into my laptop computer with no preamp, so it probably sounds like garbage, and I apologize for that. I'm just using a, an SM58 microphone, which is a lovely microphone. You know, it's a industry standard, um, uh, not what I normally use on the pod, but uh, it's a great, you know, rock and roll microphone. I feel like swinging it about like Roger Daltrey right now and, uh, you know, really just getting into things. But I think instead I'll sit here in this chair and listen to some pavement with you and, uh, you know, we'll we'll go about things. In that manner. So there's that. I want to get to a couple of emails. It's been a couple of weeks since we've listened uh, to, uh, read rather, an email. And uh, I think it's really, you know, sort of an important thing. You guys take the time to write. I like to make sure that I can get to them on the show to uh, read them. Oftentimes you're correcting me or you know, uh, letting me know what's what. And that's a good thing. That's a real good thing. So, so let's, uh, get into this. We've got, a an email here from our friend Moik, uh, Michael. And, um, he says, Hey man, the subject of the email is three-sided records. So you've heard me talk a lot about Wowie Zowie being a three-sided record which is sort of strange to me that uh, a label would give you access to four sides and only want you to record on three. I would think the they would either want you to record on all four or, you know, say, hey, ditch six songs and give us, a, a you know, an LP, just a single LP. But uh, that wasn't the case in, in Pavement's case, and you heard me talk about that quite a bit. So Moik has... Uh, has some information, it seems. He says, Hey, man, you probably already know about this, but the British comedy group Money Python famously put out a single single Uh, single, single three-sided record Matching Tie and Handkerchief in 1973, which had one standard side, and the second side had two concentric spiral grooves that, depending where you drop the needle, played one of two completely different album sides. Pretty cool, eh? Not only that, the record came in a box with an actual matching tie and handkerchief, the packaging of which stated you receive a free record with the purchase of this tie and handkerchief. I've never actually seen the record, but I've been hearing about it for a long time. Moik. Now, that's really cool. I had not heard of that record, and uh, that makes me feel dumb because I like to stay on top of, you know, um, comedy and uh, Monty Python, of course, is in the Mount Rushmore of comedic uh, sketch groups or, or content providers, as we call them now. And that's a good thing. Um, but this is uh, still just two, uh, two sides. It's just got different grooves that you can play to give yourself uh, different album sides. Um, so yeah, that is cool, Moik. I think that's fucking fascinating, but it's still, you know, not giving, giving Monty Python an extra piece of vinyl with which to work, which they did do with pavement. So, you know, I'm still left scratching my head here. Um, it's, uh, an interesting, it's an interesting thing and, uh, I find it fascinating. So there's that. I've also got a nice note here from uh, our friend Todd, and uh, he says, um, well, did I lose that one? Shit. Nope, I got it here. It's called, uh, it says re-extradition lyrics. So this is going back to when we talked about extradition. And he says, hey, JD, I don't want to burst your bubble. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. But I strongly suspect that Malk's story about dissidents, okay, let me give you some context here. You might recall when we went through the Ray Gun um, album uh, descriptors, there was some conversation about a group of dissidents and um, two people falling in love in a know uh, homosexual um, love uh scandal i suppose as as it were and um yeah so back to the email Melk's story about the distance is only tangentially related to the song my first thought when i heard it was that it was a pure fabrication he is a genius after all because he did not want to say that he was just super high fucking around with westy and had no idea what the song was about I believe the preferred method for Central American despots to get rid of political dissonance was to take them up en masse in a C-130 and push them out either over the ocean or over unpopulated stretches of high desert. But then again, it could have been a real story that he read and which was on his mind. And when he was working on that track, he went there. Incidentally, my read on the last lines of the song are, Spoken barriers you hurl, harsh words meant to drive someone away. Watch you curl, as in curl up and die. But I always get the sense that Stephen is serving up a mix of words that he wrote and free-associated words that come out of the subconscious. They might be assigned some sort of meeting after the fact, but I don't think he's really trying to say anything in a literal sense while he's singing. When you meet him, you can ask him. Todd. Thanks, Todd. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I've dabbled in songwriting in my day, and um, you know, you keep a notebook. You keep a you keep a notebook, and you put you know phrases and and ideas, maybe stanzas and and things like that in the notebook. And then when you get to jamming and you start putting uh, words to music, you obviously have. Um, space to fill and sometimes you fill it with those notebook phrases or or you know just things that you brain fart out and and that's okay. Um I do think you're right that oftentimes, you know, a singer, a songwriter can assign uh context to a song post facto. You know, they've written the song, it's come out, they've got it together and now they're gonna say this is what it's about because that one phrase or that one stanza was what it was about, but the rest of the song sort of fills up space. I, I think that there's you know, a lot of singers that do that. Now there are a lot of uh songwriters that also sit down to write a song about, you know, tarantulas in the winter time and they're quite uh quite good at writing that song. But um that was never that was never my bent. I could never I could never sit down and say I'm going to write a song about tarantulas in wintertime and and spit one out. It would be very different, you know. Anyway, so there's that. Hey, let's listen to uh, Pueblo. Uh, that's what we're that's what we're, where we're up against this week. We are working on Pueblo, and um, you know we're in the last third, the last half rather, of side three. And we're starting to slow it down. This is a, a real, you know, sort of meandering, lazy um, guitar to start. And uh, I don't know, it's lovely. Like, it really, truly is lovely. I I dig this song quite a bit. But I, I, you know, if I were to summarize it with one word, it would be, you know, sort of lazy. There's just this laziness to it. And I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. I mean that in in a very caring, loving sense. Um it's uh it's uh it's sleepy, you know, the song is sleepy and it just lets you curl up and and do your thing and that's that's okay. I think uh I think uh the song is I'm you know, I'm holding on to the microphone and it's really uncomfortable. Normally I have a boom stand and uh it's just different. I feel like I'm monologuing here. I feel like I'm talking to an audience like when I did stand up. And uh it's uh uncomfortable because um, well, frankly, um, the reaction in this room is similar to when I did stand up. There's just nothing coming back. <laughs> so there's that. Hey, let's listen to Pueblo on uh, Meeting Malchamus, a pavement podcast. <laughs> just goes into nothing there at the end. I feel like, you know, with my, with my lazy sort of analogy, you know, it, the song goes to sleep at the end. It, it puts itself to sleep. And again, not in a way that's boring. Cause I think the song is really exciting. I think, um, there's something going on in there and I don't quite know what, um, it's, uh, there's a dusty sort of feeling. There is a, um, Gosh. I don't know but the the instrument uh the instrumental like the the breakdown after the first chorus is really cool. I love the playing and then it sounds like the one guitar is getting ready to lift off and then we go, you know, right back into things and uh yeah, I think that's uh I love the intro and I love that you get to you you hang for a good, you know, 4 seconds out of the intro. You hear that breath being taken and, you know, the guitar starts back up with the um, with the with the lyric. It's uh it's good shit. This is a good song. And um, I think it probably could have done better, you know, in a different place in a different place on the record. I don't know that people are listening, you know, this late casual listeners, big fans. Of course, you're listening. I know. But uh, as you get into the casual stuff, you don't, you don't uh, listen, listen to the end as often. You don't get there. And uh, that's just the fact. So there's that. Um, let's take a look at Raygun here. I've got the Raygun thing somewhere. And uh, okay. All right. Pueblo. It's a song about. Oh, man. Oh, this is, uh, this is good that I gave you my little songwriting speech before because this is going to tie in nicely with what uh, Todd was talking about. Here's what SM has to say about Pueblo. Um, it's a song about a mythic hanging in a small xenophobic... Sorry. A mythic hanging in a small xenophobic California town. The sheriff, Alex Spanos, frames a handsome out-of-towner who has his eyes on Spanos' daughter. She comes to his rescue and ends up dying for her efforts as the chargers fail to cover the spread. <laughs> That's fucking spectacular that is spectacular, and uh, that is uh, falls right into what we were talking about, you know uh, in terms of in terms of lyrics and how you can't you know take them too literally um these sm descriptions i should say because i mean as you get to the lyrics there's nothing really in there about you know alex spanos and (laughs) one trial okay hold on hold on hold on one trial down in spanos county ladies always turn up to watch them fall and the hands they bind you they bind you like you want to be broken but the land is coming babe it's coming up golden golden silver streaks when you hit them you can't buy sand in the gross land, don't say what to make them feel. they got to take it off my wrist. Jacobs, you move it up my wrist. Jacobs, you move when you move. You don't move. You don't move. All right, I want a cigarette. All those trials and things they try to do while wondering over why we're insane. Damn, damn, land ho! won't you? I don't know about that last stanza there. Uh, I don't know if that's accurate. Um, <laughs> But that's uh, Spanos County. So, you know, again, maybe he had this, you know, sort of story in his head and, and, um, that's where he went with it. Uh, Shame on me for not, uh, putting that together. Um, it's, you know, when I sing it, I don't know that I, I don't know that I sing Spanos County. I don't know what I sing. Now, now I'm confused. This has got me confused. I'm a fucking train wreck. Oh my God. This is, uh, this is enormous. I'm going to go for a swim. <laughs> I'm going to grab a beer, and I'm going to crack it open, and I'm going to go for a swim. So what do you think about that, muchacho? Take care. Be well, and I'll talk to you next week. All right. Peace. Meeting Malcolm's, a pavement podcast, is a weekly affair. Connect with J.D meetingmalchemist.com. Please support the pod by rating, reviewing, or sponsoring us at meetingmalchemist.com. And hey, I'm social. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Meeting Malchemist.